for listening to the eighth episode of the greatest video game tapes with me, Safion Holm, and me, Chris. So, what's up? Everything's going well. All right. So, what did we talk about last time? 1981 consoles. Yeah. So. That was in our. Mm-hmm. That was in our last episode. Yeah. So, what are we going to be talking about today, Savion? I wonder. I waiting. I <laughs> I think this is the ninth episode. I think. Okay. All right. We're going to talk be talking about 1982 consoles. 1982 consoles. There are a lot of them, so we're going to go through them one by one. Okay. What's up first? First comes the Commodore 64. 64. It was released as a follow-up to the VEC-20. It was... And it was a powerful and capable computer that debuted at a relatively low price. Which was $595. (laughs) It featured 64 kilobytes of memory and an improved version of the 6502 processor and the custom MOS chips for graphics and sound. The computer launches the computer was a re- well received that was well received at launch at a considerable I mean considerable following for its prowess. prowess as a gaming system. Subsequent Subsequent price cuts, wide retail availability, availability features more advanced than other features more advanced than other computers. The system's popularity as a gaming platform made the Commodore 64 a <laughs> and it went on to become the best-selling computer of all time. And there were some add-ons to go with it, but... Mm. Mm-hmm. I see. So the Commodore 64. Yeah! I've heard of this one. <gasps> I've never played it before. Wait, what? You haven't? Sixty-four was very popular uh, amongst kids in the eighties. Wait, were you born in nineteen eighty-two? I was, in fact, born in nineteen eighty-two. You were? Yes. So yeah, Commodore sixty-four. It's basically a keyboard with a control. I'm sure it plugs up to a TV, so. 
Yeah. All right, what else we got? Next comes... Next ta- comes the TV game console, the Vectrex. The Vectrex. The Vectrex was an unusual game console that featured a built-in 90-inch television screen. Screen. The system's dedicated screen was necessary for rendering the Vectrex's vector graphics, which displayed smooth white lines against a black background where you've seen in arcade games like Battlezone and Asteroids. The resort was unique and compared to conventional sprite-based graphics, but was limited to black or white, which the Vetrix tried remedy to remedy with color overlays. Let I mean overlays. Like other consoles released on the eve of the 1983 video game crash, the Vectrex was short-lived, and the system was discontinued in 1984. That was, well, short-lived. It certainly was. I sure don't remember it at all. It just looks like a little black TV. Yeah, but you can't, but you can't connect any of the computer systems to the Vectrex. Sure can't. Nope. It's interesting looking. What's next? Uh, do you remember this system? I don't remember this system at all. Ah. Nope. Not, Not one bit. It's just a, just a little portable TV. With a joystick controller attached to it. That's it. Uh, doesn't have an adapter for when it needs charging. <laughs> charging. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure it doesn't need charging. It probably has a plug. It had a plug that plugged right into the wall. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, what's next? The... ColecoVision! Ah, uh, the ColecoVision. The storied console. Storied console! You mean that you remember it? No, it's not one that I remember, once again. But I've heard so much about the ColecoVision that uh, it's a very legendary gaming system. So it's storied. know about it many people have heard of it the ColecoVision well it was a big one yep so tell us some more about the ColecoVision four years after the pong crash had ended Coleco's run of Telstar systems the company returned to the TV gaming market with ColecoVision. The new console had graphics far beyond the older systems, like the twenty, like the twenty-six hundred. 
yeah. And each system included a high-quality port of Donkey Kong, one of the year's hottest arcade games. But not like, uh, hot like it had fire on it. <laughs> hot like it was popular. Yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> the combination quickly established the ColecoVision as a must-have system, and sales took off the despite looming market troubles. By early 1984, however, the market had collapsed, and Coleco was forced to discontinue the system in 1985.、Mm. Later troubles would end the company altogether in 1988. So the company started when Pong started and ended in 1988.、Yeah. How old were you at? When 1988 come? Well, I was born in 1982, so I'm sure you can do the math on that. <laughs> six. I was six years old. Yeah. Oh, look! It had. Um. Do you notice anything about this? This、uh, system? Uh. Yeah, but what do you notice about it? Mm-hmm. I'm asking you. Okay. Well, I notice it's、uh, a big black square,、uh, and it has controllers. Uh, can you be more? Uh, uh, look closer into the system and see if you can find anything. Uh, it's got slots and controllers. Uh, it's got buttons and numbers. No, no, no. Look on the side of the system. Not this side. This side. The front side. It has a game port. An expansion port. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. So we can insert an an expansion. What did the expansion port do? It could insert. Expansion modules. Expansion modules. Yep. Let's see, we have here an example of expansion module number one. What did expansion module number one do? It may seem crazy today, but both Coleco and Mattel released add-ons that allowed players to play Atari 2600 games through their systems. At the time, Atari's compatibility was seen as positive, giving the 2600 massive success and large game library. The Coleco's expansion module one used us. Off-the-shelf parts to recreate the console, and Coleco even released its stand-alone 2600 to 2600 clone, the Gemini. Gemini. Gemini in 1983. Yeah. Wow. So this is so crazy. It's like 
there's a little port on the front of the ColecoVision and in that, that little port takes a plug that leads to an entire small Atari 2600. <laughs> you just plug a tiny Atari 2600 into the front of your ColecoVision <laughs> and you have an Atari 2600 with games. So that's crazy but okay whatever sells systems i guess all right all right wow well buddy i think we're gonna have to stop right here um, the episode's getting a little bit long so we're gonna have to have a part two. Oh, okay yeah so let's say goodbye to our listeners get in touch with us on instagram at video game podcast tweet us at video game history podcast or message us on facebook at video game history we'd like to thank anchor for letting us record on the app and we'd like to thank you guys for being with us thanks guys and see you next time see you next time on The greatest greatest video video game game tapes. tapes.